podcast from the Black Lagoon. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I never asked, you know, I just kind of did it. Do you like our intros, Zach? Oh, I think they're great. I think it's perfect. I think it works for me. My name is Brandon. I'm your host for this little special bonus patrons content for the Talk Film Society, which will soon be released in the Talk Film Society's master feed. I'm your host, and joining me is my ever-constant gill man, Zach Moore. What's up, Brandon? I'm happy to be uh, walking on land, breathing air this week. You're looking uh, quite buff compared to the last couple of times we've seen you there, especially right after that fire covered you. I've been uh, I've been working out. <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Uh, right on. Well, we are recapping for you guys here. What we're doing is Zach and I last fall for 2018, we did a 11 part retrospective on the Halloween films for the Talk Film Society, and our good friend Marcelo graciously let us. Uh, violate his airwaves with our voices and uh, and put our content in his feed and we are so grateful that we decided to give him some bonus content for you the patrons and eventually for his regular master feed so thank you so very much for being uh, loyal supporters of the Talk Film Society and thank you for supporting our friend Marcelo we really appreciate it and I know Marcelo does too so what we're doing here is Zach and I we kind of developed a thing from the Halloween podcast where we cover all the films in a franchise so we thought we'd do that here we're doing Creature from the Black Lagoon, the three films from the mid-50s from Universal Pictures, and we're going to cover them for you. And this is the third and last one, The Creature Walks Among Us. Da, da, da! Zach? Da, da, da! I thought we usually do it twice. So. <laughs> you do it twice, yes. Before you walk among us, would you grace us with some wonderful trivia? I can't. So The Creature Walks Among Us is the third film. In the Creature from the Black Lagoon trilogy. It's the only one not to be filmed in 3D, uh, be it budgetary, be it just being kind of phased out by that time. Uh, this is 1956, uh, so no 3D for The Creature Walks Among Us. Now, Well, um, I know why they didn't, because this was way too realistic as it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, Jack Arnold, who directed the first two films, uh, he, he passed because he felt like he had moved on to A-list Films, but he did suggest uh, that his assistant director, John Sherwood, direct the creature, uh, creature three, <laughs> and that's what he did, and that influenced Universal's decision to hire him uh, for this film. Uh, so this film it stars Jeff Morrow, and uh, who <laughs> who appeared in This Island Earth, uh, as well as Rex Reason, who appeared in This Island Earth, and they they not only appeared in that film together which was in Mystery Science 3 or 3000, the movie. So it all ties together, Brandon. Uh, they also later appeared on an episode of Perry Mason uh, in, in the 60s. So, uh, so they, they appeared in three things together. And uh, uh, so, so Rex Reason is the brother of Rhodes Reason, uh, who was in the Star Trek episode Bread and Circuses as one of the gladiators. Uh, and he was also in lots of other sci-fi movies as well. Uh, we mentioned King Kong earlier. He's in King Kong Escapes, which is the sequel to King Kong vs. Godzilla. So they look very much alike, by the way. Like, if I didn't know that there were two of these guys, like, I, I, I would assume this was the same guy, just a little younger. You know, they, they, they have a really cool voice, too. So, anyway, uh, there you have it there. Uh, as far as who plays the Gilman, uh, Rico Browning returns to play the Gilman underwater. Uh, and then uh, Don Megawan plays uh, the Gilman when he becomes the land man, or the lung man, if you want to call him that, if he's not the Gilman anymore. Um, he's the lung man. Mega. <laughs> that, that's a good name for that man, Mega. He, he is uh, six inches taller than Rico Browning, and it shows. Uh, and just uh, to kind of close the book on uh, Rico Browning, uh, he went on to be one of the creators of Flipper 
after these uh, movies were over. So he just mm. kept loving the water. So uh, short list of trivia for this one. Really not much to say about it. Uh, but hey, I like the title, The Creature Walks Among Us, right? That's a lot mm-hmm. better title than Revenge of the Creature. What do you think, Brandon? I agree. And uh, it, it definitely uh, does does say what the movie's about. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> and uh, yeah, I did not like this movie. Really? Okay, so I... I did not like this movie. I liked it better than the second one uh, because mm-hmm. I felt like the characters were interesting again, like the human characters, you know, because uh, we had uh, Rhodes Reasons. Uh, right, sorry, Rex Reasons. See, I'm getting confused, right? Uh, his character like kind of had a cool, like, okay, we want to study stuff for science, right? And the main guy, Jeff Morrow, was kind of like a like a greedy kind of kind of like power guy because it kind of reminded me of the dynamics of the first movie we had the two different scientists the two different points of view they have discussions about like we have to study this to get mankind into space and the other guy's like hey man don't push nature too hard you know so i liked that there were some attempts at these kind of discussions before it reminded me more of the first movie uh, where they had these kind of like you know intellectual conversations about what was going on mm-hmm. see to me <sighs> I don't know, like these, I didn't like these characters because they were not good people. And there's like the one guy murders the guy at the end and throws him in the cage and blames it on the creature. Like to me, like this is the creature in this one is like Kane. You know, he's all like, you know, Kane from Kung Fu. He's all calm by the end of this. And he's like, he's all good. <laughs> he's like, I'm a man now. Well, it's, it's nature then, versus nurture, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, but. Yeah, uh, it's just I don't know. Like I don't even have much to say. Like this, this movie was a struggle for me to get through. See, I don't know, man. I, I found it refreshing because what do you what do you do after the second one? Right? You've done like the King Kong story at this point, so it's like, well, let's do something different. Let's turn him into a a land creature. Like I I don't know. Like it was it was interesting. And it I, was, I, but it just didn't work for me. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm tweeting this while I'm watching this. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Why is this creature not smashing shit up? You know, I, like it's. 40 minutes before we see the creature, pretty now, much. That, like, that is true. Now, let, let's talk about that. Like, as I mentioned last time in criticism, every one of these movies, it's like, okay, we're going to get in a boat, and then a smaller boat, we're going to go up this river, and we got to find the creature. Like, it's the same story beats over and over. And that's why, again, I think you take all these movies, you don't necessarily have to go this direction with the third part or whatever, but if you remake the creature in the Black Lagoon, you take all these, three of these, the whole trilogy, and you remix it into one big long film. Where like he, you know, you find him and then you bring him back to, to to you know civilization, and then he escapes and does some stuff, and then and then at some point you can do this transition from fish to man and see what happens there, uh, because it's just, there's just not enough in either of these sequels to be their own movie. Yeah, and this one I think definitely is the weakest of the three. I mean, oh, I I don't know, I disagree. I, I like it better than the <sighs> second one for sure because the second one's just it's just bad and cheesy and bad characters. Like I, I liked the I liked these characters. I thought like the the older guy with the younger wife who's like jealous all the time. Like that at least added something, you know, some element of intrigue and interest. To what was going on with these human characters? But that's not what we're going to see when we go to a third movie in a series. <laughs> like picture, picture Halloween. Th- four <laughs> yes right <laughs> and like michael myers like not halloween three but you know michael myers is going around killing people and you've got this plot of some husband and wife worried about cheating each other and you're barely focusing on michael myers killing anybody until the end well that's you know, the same. Like, this is better than the second one where it's like let's get these two people see them go on a date and go dancing and go to the beach and play with her dog. It's like okay, the, maybe the second one was so bad. I appreciated this one more, maybe. And I like I like possibly. these actors. They had more. I felt like these actors at least had more personality. 
You know, a little more three dimensional going on here because the last they were just cardboard caricatures of 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 stereotypes. Like here's the scientist man and his girlfriend last time. <sighs> And there was, there was just like, okay, here's like the scientist who wants to understand something. Here's the scientist who wants to use something to like, you know, to, uh, to, to get breakthroughs and attention for it. Of course, you have your sleazy, like the boat captain guy who's always trying to hook up with the wife. Um, they should have got the same guy. They should have got Lucas again. <laughs> yeah, so so we don't see this. Okay, so this is the first one we don't go back to the Amazon. What do you think about them being in Florida this time? That make it less cool for you? <laughs> No, because that's the kind of a thing that you do in sequels. Like you go to Jaws, right? The first mm-hmm. two are in the one place, and then the mm-hmm. second one is in a marine park, and then, or sorry, the third one's in a marine park, and then the fourth one is in uh, the Jamaicans. Well, you know, we, you know, we mentioned we, we mentioned Jaws at the very beginning of the first one. We didn't really rack back around to it. There is a lot of Jaws in these movies, I think, and especially Jaws three is pretty much Revenge of the Creature, right? Yes, <laughs> it's the same. So to the park in Florida, and he escapes. You know, so uh, there's a lot of big blockbusters that owe some stuff to these movies. Now, when they're when they're looking for the creature at the beginning of the movie, when they're looking on the radar, it reminded me of Alien. Remember, you see the little yes. blips on the radar. What, the, 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 do you think the same thing? Yeah, see, there's there was some stuff that I liked. I liked that radar. I thought that was an interesting take. They're adding technology. These are things that have come across in the last couple of years. You know, I liked the first boat attack at night. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Right when the guy got all burnt, you know. But uh, yeah, like when that happened, like that's that was the best scene I think of the whole movie was when the creature attacked that boat. Well, I thought it was interesting. They had the gas there, and he picks it up to kind of throw it at him, and that's how he gets pours it all over himself. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like it's accidental, but it explains why he gets so messed up because he did get set on fire a little bit in the first one. But this is a whole another level, and and um, then he jumps like right up onto the back of the boat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then I don't know if you noticed, but just before that, they showed like a splashing in the water, and it was like reverse footage of like the waves coming in. That looked odd. I wonder what that was. Okay, it was just played in reverse. Okay. It was played in reverse, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, okay, so, but basically, you know, the main guy here, he's kind of like Dr. Frankenstein at this point, because the creature basically turns in like a Frankenstein monster. Even looks more like him with the, like, the broad shoulders and and all that, because he wants to make the, you know, bridge the gap between man and fish and all that. Um, Because they talk about metabolism and science, and much like the first one, they they try to introduce some scientific elements here. Kind of like, okay, like the uh, Marsha, right? The, the female lead, she kind of like passes out underwater because she's like not doing scuba diving right. And I'm like, okay, yep. again, pay attention to science, people. Because at yep, first yep. I was like, what happened to her? And then I remembered, oh, they mentioned something to her about don't do this. And I guess she did that thing. <laughs> so it was just, right. but it, it's filler, right? There's a lot of filler. I'm like, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't love this movie or anything. But I, I at least found the idea. Yes, you do. So <laughs> this is the five out of five kills. No. Um, but I, I appreciated the fact they went in a different direction because clearly they were. Kind of, what else would you have done with the third creature movie, right? That's my. That's what I would pose to you, Brandon. Well, okay, so what I liked in the movie is I liked what they did with the creature. Mm-hmm. They just didn't spend enough time with the creature. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so like this creature is changing and developing. He's like becoming more passive. He's like looking mm-hmm. at the animals and you know, like he's changing. Like he's mm-hmm. breathing air. He's standing up. He's not the creature that he used to be. He can't go swimming anymore. See, that was right? that was so again he, sad, right? Because he's like, yeah. oh, let me escape back to the water. Like his his domain. He can't swim. He's drowning. You know, I'm like, oh yeah. man, like this is this is a tragic this is a tragic creature. Yes. But it's just all the stuff with the people I didn't like, and I thought it was boring. I wanted more creature, and in my opinion, when you're making the third creature from the Black Lagoon movie, you're there for the creature. You're not there for some boring love triangle that we've 
you know, all of these movies have had love triangles in them. Two guys fighting over the one girl, blah, blah, blah. One of them dies. Like, I don't, that was in all three of them, and that's tired. I mean, like, I don't know. I guess, is is the creature killing a bunch of people and escaping tired because it happens in all of them? Well, no, because that's what we're there to go and see. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess thinking, like, Law of Diminishing Returns, they're like, okay, like, what, what, because you can't, you do the same thing, because, because the first, again, like we said, like the first 30 minutes, all these movies are exactly the same, you know, uh, so it's like, okay, what do we do now? Now, I, I agree with you, though, they, they really wasted the creature in this to a point, because you're like, oh, just when it starts to get interesting, then they just speed up and they end it, like, they really could have, like, spent more time when he's, like, you know, yeah. like a, a land creature, uh, because like, okay, how's he going to interact with people? Like, let's have a real, cause it's real accelerated at the end. Cause the guy, he's going to frame the creature for the other guy's murder. But I, and then like, and like prove that the experiment was a failure and he's still a monster because the other scientist is like, yeah. Oh no, we have changed him, you know, but they just blow past that. Cause he immediately breaks out and he immediately kills the guy. And again, it shows the creature has intelligence, right? Not only did he like get out of the door by unlocking it. Cause he saw the guy lock it. When, when the bad scientist, you know, kills the guy and throws his dead body in there to frame the creature, he chasing that guy. And then when he comes across the nice scientist and 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 Marsha, he likes like, oh, you're not who I'm looking for. He turns around and goes and chases the mm-hmm. guy. So that shows there's an intelligence there, and he responds to violence with violence, uh, which mm-hmm. is what the good scientist um, Rex Reason's character was saying the whole time. And that because you're right, because these people show up and they just start shooting him. Like from the first time he's interacting with people, they're always like attacking him and freaking out. Right. So the people are bad in this, and I mean, like when you look at this movie, this doesn't. There's nothing in this to me that says that this should be a creature from the Black Lagoon movie, right? Because there, there's nothing, there's none of the elements that were in the original. There's like there's a creature and that's it, but it didn't have to be the creature. It didn't have to be the Gill Man. I, I suspect that the budget had a lot to do with it, uh, because I mean, think about it. Like underwater photography, very expensive, you know, time consuming. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, okay, we'll just get this guy in a suit. We'll get it. We'll get a mask. Uh, you know, I thought the I thought the land creature makeup, you know, his face is pretty cool. Uh, so the you know we'll, we'll just get the the face makeup and gloves and boots that look like creature feet and hands and that's all we need you know so that saved a lot of money for them doing the land stuff uh, so I suspect that might have been a, an inspiration for them to change directions but but yeah this this move, much like all these like this is the shortest one this was this was a minute uh, a one minute felt that way <laughs> this was one hour eighteen minutes the last one was one hour nineteen minutes um, uh, I'm sorry the first one was one hour nineteen minutes the second one was one hour twenty one minutes and the third one was one hour 18 minutes and these could all use like an extra half hour but not but, but yeah i say that but there's so much padding in these movies too like let's yeah. go on a boat. like even this one remind me the second one like let's go for a swim <laughs> just just yeah. for no reason let's go for a swim um so yeah no Pretty i, sure I follow we'll you. play with her feet <laughs> yeah, it's just all there's so many of those all he almost grabs her but she's like ah oh, she got away too soon but uh i don't know it's i, I, I like I, this is this is he's my favorite universal monster and like and like i get there's more monster action in the second one but the the plot surrounding it and the people were so lame uh i wish and that's what i'm saying like i wish there was some remix of all these movies together and i think to your point you know, you do explore the creature being a land creature and what that means and how his personality changes. You could really do that, and in, in like in like the in, in the third act of the Creature from the Black Lagoon remake, right, where the first act right. is the Amazon, second act is like SeaWorld, and the third act is you know you know uh, Frankenstein attempts to to alter the creature. So, and then if you have the same human characters throughout, you know, you're kind of more vested because you got to reset every time, and you just don't really care as much uh, than if you these people had been in this situation the whole time, start to finish. So, yes, not not the grand finale, but uh, but I will say the end is actually it's kind of 
dare I say, poignant, right? Because the creature, he goes out to the water. He can, there's that shot where he looks, no, really, though. There's that shot where he kind of looks out the water. You're like, oh, man, like, that's where his home. He wants to go back there. And in the end, he just he just walks towards the camera, back towards the ocean, and you don't know. Like, he, are his gills going to grow back? One of the scientists says they might. They don't know. Uh, so, Or is he just going to drown like he did before? But it kind of leaves that ambiguity there. And this being the last movie of the Universal Monsters uh, franchise, you know, I, you know, I, I liked it. I, th- I thought it was good, you know, and, and points for it not being the exact same shot as the last two right. movies. <laughs> it's a different shot. Well, I tell you, I think that in the next movie, he opens up a Starbucks. <sighs> Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. <laughs> Starbucks from the Black Lagoon. You know, it could be like an on-location Starbucks in the middle of the Amazon. It could be a story about corporate greed taking over the rainforest. I don't know. I love it. What do you think? Pass. Pass? Okay, so then this is actually, I just thought of that right now. But my actual thought was, you know, in Canada, we have a TV show called, like, from the 80s called The Littlest Hobo. Have you ever heard of this? I think you've mentioned it to me before podcasting. I still don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Okay, so it's this this 30 minute show. It's like not, kind of like an anthology show. It's about this German shepherd that like goes from village to village, saving people and stopping crimes. And then instead of staying with the family, he just moves along. and And I could see them doing a TV show of like the uh, the creature, the littlest Tobo creature, where he like just goes from town to town, solving crimes and. Saving people. You know, you, you mentioned you mentioned kung fu earlier. He, he could yeah, just wan- wander totally. wander across the United States and uh, and be a defender of justice. It's, you know, so cause, we could totally do a crossover between <laughs> kung fu from the Black Lagoon. Kung fu from the Black Lagoon. There it is, right? I love it, uh, Brandon. So yeah, I guess those those are those are our final thoughts there uh, on the creature. Now we we got to go. Uh, the creature walks them like us. Now we got to do our death count because that's what we do. Uh, we have one mountain lion who dies. Uh, we have, and by the way, that was a bait and switch. I thought he was going to see how the mountain lion got in with a tree and that's how I was going to escape. But instead, you know, the scientist just turns off the <laughs> electric fence and that's how he gets out. Um, but he kills that mountain lion. Uh, and then we have, uh, uh, Grant who gets killed by Barton and then Barton who gets killed by the creature after trying to frame the creature from killing Grant. So that's two people. And then there was that farm hand or whatever that gets like thrown against the building at the end. Uh, but I don't think he died. So we're not going to count that. Uh, so that gives us, uh, uh, for this movie, the count of two people and one mountain lion, which brings us, for the Creature from the Black Lagoon trilogy, the final tally is ten people, one dog, and one mountain lion. And that's interesting for horror movies to have a, like, a lower and lower death count. Yeah, well, I mean, as, as you said, there was less creature action, so... Yes, less creature action. <laughs> less creature action! <laughs> Put that on the poster. Excellent. Okay, so how would you rate this film? How many gills would you give this, Zach? Uh, you know, I would give this two out of five gills. Uh, two out of five. Now, I was I was a lot soft, like I was very passionate in my defense of this movie because you know uh, because I just and it's only a half star better than the last one, but that that half star means a lot. Okay, so so two 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 out of five gills for me. Okay, you know I tend to rate my movies pretty high on the high side there, and I only gave this one and a half. One and a half. Oh, so so okay. And the only reason I gave it one and a half was because of that boat action sequence, you know, and the <laughs> and the possibility of a kung fu creature from the Black Lagoon spinoff sequel. That's the that's what gave me the one and a half. Oh well, there you go, Brandon. Well, I think we we're both in agreement that we would like to see a remake. Sure, this let's do it. Uh, so there was kind of a kind of a sequel by Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. You might have heard of it. It won 
best picture of the Academy Awards last year as of this recording. Never heard of it. So, uh, so, and that's what it is. It's basically, they even say they got him from the Amazon, you know, so this is Guillermo del Toro's kind of like Beauty and the Beast romanticization of the creature from the Black Lagoon. And played by Doug Jones, who plays Saru on Star Trek Discovery. So, Brandon, it is all connected. It is all connected. Excellent. Right on. Zach, thank you so much for taking this little retrospective with me. And thank you to all the wonderful listeners and to all of you wonderful people that are supporting the Talk Film Society. We really, truly appreciate it. And I know my friend Marcelo appreciates it as well. Marcelo, thank you so much for letting us uh, invade your airwaves last fall with our Halloween H4O podcast. Um, and uh, thank you so much. And, and uh, these are for you and your listeners. Zach, where can people find you when you're not uh, growing lungs you can find me on twitter at moron zach that's m-o-o-r-e-o-n-z-a-c-h i'm also the host of my own podcast always on a smallville you can find us on twitter at always smallville talking about each and every episode of that young superman show i'm also the host of standard orbit trek fm's original series podcast you can find us on twitter at trek fm talking about all things old and new captain kirk and the enterprise and I'm a co-host of Franchise Fatigue, where me and Brandon Shea Matella, you might have heard of him, uh, we talk about franchises, sequels, when franchises get fatigued, and you can find us on Twitter at UFP Earth. So Brandon, when you aren't uh, pouring gasoline on yourself and setting yourself on fire, where can people find you? Uh, nowhere. I do that all the time. That's how you throw a party, let me tell you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brandon Metella. You can find me on Trek FM with a show called Warp 5 with my friends Patrick and Brandy, where we talk Star Trek Enterprise. I have a show called Melodic Treks on Trek FM every once in a while, and that's all about the music of Star Trek. Uh, and then over on the Fandom Podcast Network, my friends Chris and Tom, we do a show called Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast, where we cover all of Hitchcock's films. Uh, excellent, right on. So if you want to check out more, please check us out at UFP Earth franchise fatigue find us wherever you can find your great podcasts but that's it for podcast from the black lagoon